Now is the time we bring you the virtual stage of our Achieving Optimal Health Conference at Georgetown University. To experience this talk with all the videos, slides, and graphics, go to bbrconsulting.us and click on Conference. One more time, visit bbrconsulting.us. Thanks for staying curious and for living your best life with us. The way we take care of ourselves is ever evolving. And what we know for sure is that our mind and spirit are linked to our physical body and that our wellness seems to extend into our communities and the planet we all share. It is very, very clear that wellness is interconnected. We love spending time with you to explore and practice the breakthroughs, the insights, and the passions of incredible people helping us all see the world in a whole new light. This is HealthGig. Today, we have Bjorn Walterman for part two for our discussion of catalysts and how we can all become stronger as we age. Welcome, Bjorn. Thank you for having me. For people who are listening who don't really have a visual for the catalyst suit, could you describe sort of what it is and how you put it on? And I know you have to use water or something with it. What we've created was a suit that comprises of basically four components. So you're wearing a specific base layer, which comprises of a shirt and some shorts. Uh, it's kind of like your undergarment that you're wearing underneath this. And they're optimized for like signal conductivity. And they're also a little bit longer. So for example, they go to the elbows and the knees. And did you have to create the technology for this? All of like, this, yes. Wow. I think the base layer is version 19 by now. It's like 19 iterations that we went through to optimize this. We're going down to material science. Like we've created material combinations that didn't exist before. So that's the base layer. It doesn't look like much, but there's a little bit that goes into there. So for example, to give us there, generally, if you design a base layer, you want the uh, sweat being taken away from the body as fast as possible because you want a dry skin. That's like really what you want because otherwise you're freezing and so on and so forth. If you did that, the conductivity and signal transmission to the skin would go away. So we had to actually reverse engineer something that like exactly works the other way around. So that's that. And then the other thing is because you use it so often and you wash it so often, I didn't want it to gray out. Like, you know, many materials like you gray out. Or for example, a lot of jerseys and sportswear start to smell over time because like your sweat right. is in there. And there was something very interesting that I literally learned, like, you know, what's the difference between polyamide and a, and a polyester and like so-and-so wow. and what we use it for and so-and-so, and which is interesting. Like what I learned is like, so generally male jerseys, are all made of polyester. And polyester actually is a good breeding ground for funguses and bacteria. And this is why they start smelling over time. But you don't have this with lingerie. Why is that? Because it's made from polyamide. Polyamide does not take on, it's like actually antibacterial in itself. It's not a breeding ground. So I was like, forget polyester. So everything that we do is like made from polyamide. Like, you know, why we're we not using the stuff that's actually working. And the reason why it's not being used in the industry is like the feel is a little bit softer and the men want something a bit stronger. And this is why they're in polyester. I'm like, interesting. So, so we went down to that and really wanted wow. a lasting product. So that's the base layer. And okay. then the suit itself comprises of three components. There are two arm straps to like train the arms. There's a vest. So for your upper body and abs, and lower body and back. And then there is a short component, which is like kind of like pants component, which covers the glutes, the hamstrings, and the quads. We created this in three different pieces because 
I wanted to build the most accessible workout experience. And that means we have people that come in different shapes and forms, like all kinds of sizes, right? And some people are bigger up here and some people are bigger down here and some people have bigger arms, but smaller legs and vice versa and whatsoever. So the way actually our customization of the suit works is the customer doesn't choose the size. So they just buy a system. And after the purchase, we send them a link with a form and we ask them eight questions. Height, what's your age? What's your gender at birth? A few circumferences. And then we have a machine learning algorithm that has over time learned how to combine the perfect pieces for each individual. Then it gets packaged and we ship you the right suit. That's so amazing. It really is. And it ranges from like 90 pounds to 400 pounds. Like it doesn't matter. Wow. But the system, I mean, the stuff is only three pounds. Yes. So is it yeah. like, so this isn't heavy. This is Super all lightweight. lightweight. Yes. Wow. Is it hard to get a good fit? So by... we have a lot of adjustability. So first of okay. all, like we built a lot of adjustability into this for two reasons. Number one, we want good compression. It feels a bit tight because you want the contact between the skin and the suit always to be in really good shape. The other aspect of that is we know people's body are changing quickly. Oh, so you need Hopefully to getting be adjustable. Stronger. <laughs> yes. So some areas get wider, some gets narrower, and so on yeah, and so right, forth. Yeah, so right, right. If, if we had only very little adjustability, we basically have to, every two months, you have to get another suit, and that doesn't work. Yeah, right? that's no good. Could a family member use the suit, or is it kind of pretty much geared to the person? I would say it depends. So if they are roughly the same size, they can, like definitely. If they're not, they can't. And last but not least, there is a small control unit, which we call the impulse pack. It's like an iPhone-sized unit that you put into a pocket, and that is charging and controlling the suit. So that's actually the expensive piece. Let's be very clear. That's the electronics. That's where like all the IP sits in and so on and so forth. So what we are doing is we are offering partner or add-on suits. So basically, like you buy a system, and then your partner just gets the textile pieces also perfectly for them. You're not sharing the sweat. You're not sharing anything whatsoever. Oh, you're yeah, only sharing the technology. Nice. Oh, that's good. Right? So if you think about if you had a Peloton, for example, you would also have yes. your own shoes. You would have your own pants. Right. You would have right. your own, right? You're just sharing the tech. And that's basically what we also offer. You mentioned cost. So how much does it cost and are there discounts available for different people and how does that work? The base system costs two and a half thousand dollars, which is the system. And then we have different memberships. If you say like, hey, I want to use it through a firm or something, you want to finance it, basically all in, you're at $98 a month. That's what you're like all in, $98 a month. And that includes all the hardware, all the software, all the licenses, all the content and whatsoever. So you basically, that's where you are. That's pretty good when you think about joining a gym or all the big costs. I loved or your one question that you said, you know, we should ask them, does the suit do all the work for you? <laughs> <laughs> We're like, hey, will that happen? Do we just stand there? <laughs> so it's like in everything in life, you get out what you put in, like definitely. What I would say is you get much more out than what you put in. I had an early customer. He was male and he said, like, I'm not very male, male. And like, I know I just like don't like to work out and I really hate this. And he says, I have to get into the suit and I just have to stay <laughs> with it. That's literally what I have to do. I would say, so there's a reason why we are doing all these movements and we have them in different levels. So we have them in level one, two, three, four, five. 
So we're starting with very easy, very basic movements that everybody can do. And we're getting like more and more sophisticated over time. And the reason why we're doing this is because we want to train the muscle through the whole range of motion. You don't just want to be strong in one position. We actually want to also give you mobility. That's important. So part of your ability to use your muscles and your body and really feel good in your body is also you want range, right? You want an open chest and you want a strong posture and so on and so forth. So the moving through the 20 minutes, and it's just 20 minutes, come on. It's like it's not onus, right? So moving through this actually helps you train the muscle in all states, like fully contracted, fully elongated, and so on and so forth, but also helps you with good posture. It helps you with good breathing. You know, we have good breath work as part of the exercise. Breathing is very important in this exercise. So I would say it's helping you a lot, but you're still part of the experience. Let's be very clear, right? And, <laughs> you're and, right, you're and right. it doesn't sweat we for you. We can't just watch television Let while we happen. do it. <laughs> have a little something to drink, you know. Have a... <laughs> I mean, you can listen to a podcast. Some people do that and just have the sound off because they yeah. have done it so yeah, many times, like if you want to. But I, for example, I really like to be in the moment and really be like, really enjoy it. And, yeah, uh, and use this as a be practice. Be in the moment. Yes, yeah. exactly. You had said before that extreme heavy weights is what we want to do when you are trying to build muscle and fighting, um, not fighting. Sarcopenia. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Talk to us a little bit about that because that's sort of what we all are being taught. Very heavy weights do two things. They force you to activate as many muscle fibers of your muscle as you can, which is best case 50%. And they also put stress on your bones, which you want for bone cells to be active to calcify, which is osteoporosis. Problem is the other problem, which is psychopenia. Unfortunately, bad news, women are also more affected by that. Osteoporosis is much more a female topic than a male topic. It's also testosterone and hormonal related, definitely. In terms of heavy weights, Heavy weights were needed so that you have to recruit as many muscle fibers while you're doing a motion. What we are doing is you can voluntarily basically activate up to 40 to 50%. And the reason why that is, is it's an old like survival aspect. So a muscle cell needs a certain amount of time to replenish. It needs to replenish in nutrients and gets old stuff out, new stuff in, like ATP in and so on and so forth, recharge. And a muscle cell can only contract or not contract. It's a binary thing. It's either or. The question is just how many muscle fibers are firing in parallel, and that determines how much force you are creating. They are not individually deciding, I do 20%, 30%. They're either on or off. Like That's literally what it is. So now it's a question of how many of your muscle fibers are firing, and then how strong are the individual muscle fibers. So for example, a bigger muscle has like bigger fibers. You're never getting more cells after a certain age, like which is just weeks or months in your birth, after birth. We only have the same amount. Like So I will, through the whole life, will have the same amount of muscle fibers. If I have bigger muscles, it means some of the weak muscle fibers broke down during workout and got replenished by or like replaced by a stronger one. That's basically how muscles grow. Like a bigger muscle has as many muscle fibers as your weaker ones. They just got broken down and replaced by stronger ones. That's literally what you do in training. And this is why you feel... One of the theories why you feel soreness is like, you know, there's a microinflammation because some of these muscle fibers got injured and you want that. They want them destroyed so that they can be replaced with a stronger one. You cannot build new ones. Like, you know, that's genetically not possible. In this heavy weightlifting scenario, you are going what you voluntarily can activate at the max, which is like 40, 
And now what Catalyst is doing and other EMS trainings are doing is like you're superimposing a signal and you're telling the muscle to actually fire more than that. So now you're firing up to 90% of your muscle fibers in parallel, which means you get a very, very strong contraction, which also means you're getting a stronger breakdown. But you do this without the external load. So you don't have the joint impact, you don't have the ligament problems, you don't have bad form issues and risk. But let's use a biceps curl as an example. So if I do a biceps curl, the biceps is contracting. And in EMS training, the triceps is also contracting. It's under tension, but it's being elongated. It's an eccentric contraction, right? So it's like it's being elongated, right? So my triceps is elongated, but it's still under tension. So that now creates the counterforce. You've heard of negatives, right? So for example, if you can't do a pull-up and you want to learn how to do a pull-up, get on a box, get up, and let yourself down very slowly and then get on the box again and let you get down. It is a training to get to your first pull-up. It's actually the best training to get to your first pull-up because the eccentric contractions are now forcing a muscle cell that is under tension to break. Some of them break. At the end, they break. So now they break, they get replaced by something stronger, and this is how you build muscle. This is how we do this because we always trigger the agonist and antagonist. Like, you know, we always like trigger both sides. And this is how we can help the body get stronger without heavy external loads. Can I ask you a question about frequency? Can you wear the suit too much? And (laughs) I mean, like we live in it kind of thing. Yeah. Or just, you know, you're so excited about it. You just do it all the time. Walk around the house in it or no, but I mean, talk about how much you're supposed to do it and when is it dangerous or I guess it is it dangerous to wear it too much. We designed it with all these things in mind because we also know people are sometimes not doing it how they're supposed to do it. So we put a lot of like safeguards in there. So for example, you can't just like jack it up. There's a time delay and you're like, oh no, this is enough, right? So you're basically like, you know, going to gauge yourself. From how often you should be using it perspective, I would say every 48 hours for strength and power and cardio can do as much as you want. And that is not a catalyst specific thing. It is pure exercise science. So there's something called supercompensation. And in supercompensation, basically, you have a certain amount of time when your ATP levels, your mitochondria levels, and your cellular levels basically have time to recover. And it takes about 48 to 72 hours that your muscles are fully recovered from the stress you gave them the last time on a workout. And that's, for example, why bodybuilders are using one day upper body, one day lower body, next day upper body, next day lower body, because then an individual muscle group has 48 hours to recover. So two to three, three is kind of like the optimum, three times a week. If you do this three times a week, your friends are going to tell you within like three, four weeks, like, what the hell are you doing? Like, absolutely. How good you that's look. Like, yes. No, this is like <laughs> what people tell us, like, absolutely. So yes. strength and power, 48 to 72 hours, I would say, in between. First time, give yourself four days like on strength and power, like try cardio out in the days in between because your body also needs to adapt to it, right? You know, so you haven't worked out for a long time probably or certain muscles you haven't worked out for a long time. But doing twice a week is kind of like the sweet spot what people are doing. Some people are doing it three times a week on strength and power and then cardio, knock yourself out, like, you know, do it as much as you want. What I, for example, do is when I do strength or power, I just add 10 minutes of cardio towards the end. I'm already in the suit. I'm already prepped. I'm just 10 more minutes in here and it's very, very efficient and actually very fun. 
I was actually, as you said earlier in the podcast about cancer patients and other kinds of things that are going on in our bodies as we age, and I was looking up Alzheimer's, you know, and dementia, and it just said that these diseases are often correlated to loss of muscle mass, and the loss of muscle may be linked to the shrinkage of the brain. I'm not a brain expert. The one thing that I have to say, though, is there is um, a page at the Mayo Clinic, and they say, like, these are the seven, I think it was seven, the seven factors of aging. Like, these are the things that we lose muscle mass, we lose bone density, we lose mobility, we lose this, this, that, and the other, right? And for six of the seven, the best cure is exercise. And, and right. that's, that's, for me, really the thing. It's really use it or lose it. And that's really, 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 really what I think. And the one thing that I think is absolutely important for your listeners is like when you're looking for solutions and you want to improve your life, look for things that you can sustain. I w- would like to like take like two minutes to explain this really with like games, like game theory approach. So let's say you play chess. It's a finite game. You have two players, you have set rules, and you have a known outcome, right? One wants to win over the other, and you win when you got the king. Like, that's very simple. And then there are infinite games. Like, you have known players, you have unknown players, you have known and unknown rules, and your goal is to keep playing. That's what's important. So let's think about it. What is your health? What's the goal here? It is you want to keep playing. So in health and wellness by the way, in relationships, you're playing an infinite game. You want to stay in this relationship. That's really what you want to do. However, the human psyche, when you want to solve a problem, you're very quickly falling into a finite game mindset. I want to get in shape for my wedding suit, or I want to get in shape for Christmas, or I want to get in shape before summer begins and whatsoever. It's all like short-term period. Or you have a discussion with your partner and you're starting to fight and you want to win. Okay, so now I'm like trying to win. Now you're jumping into a finite mind game <laughs> and you're actually in the wrong game, So, which means your strategy is detrimental. So in health and wellness, what you should look for is you shouldn't get in shape for your wedding. You should get in shape for your life so that you are in the best shape with your partner and with your children and with your family and for yourself. And it shouldn't be a six-week thing. So this is why diets that have a timestamp, forget about it. Like if no. you can't do, don't do it. If you want to start intermittent fasting, and you find out you can sustain it, sustain it. Like just go there. I started intermittent fasting in like seventeen, and I did it because I couldn't find healthy breakfast while I was traveling so much. So for me, it was just easier. Now I have lunch and dinner. Great, much easier. I get coffee in the morning. That's all I need. Look for things that you can sustain and look for the long goal. And this is why when we invented Catalyst, when I saw what I was seeing with my training partner, a six-year-old female like in Berlin, it was sustainable. She showed up for 20 minutes once a week, no matter like age and no matter like if it's winter or summer or like, you know, life happens and whatsoever. Look for sustainable aspects. And this is why, for example, like food, If you don't have a supermarket where there's good meat, get a meat delivery service that every six weeks gets you good meat. Or if you have other aspects like, you know, get something that's sustainable that you can do because that's the only thing. You want life to be longer, you have to be the have the right habits for longer. So don't fall into this short-term mindset. That's good advice. That's really Really good advice. advice. Because you're right, it is the long game, you know. 
that and we that, want the game to be even longer, right? We That's do why want here, the game right? to be longer, stronger, and longer. Yes, stronger and longer. <laughs> stronger, yeah. and longer, and longer. And as I think the ideal death is live, love, Dora, breathe, yes. and then die. Right? You just go to bed one night and die. My wife and I, when we got married. We called our marriage Project 50 Plus. So first of all, we're going to make it 50 Plus for sure. Like, given. That's what we're going to do. You said, like, what's the idea of death? And uh, we said, like, you know, hey, we're going to just have a blown tire in our speedster and we'll just both fall off, you know, one-on-one <laughs> in, in, in Monterey. That's like literally like that's that's what it's going to be at 120 years or whatever that is, yeah, right? So just right. like be active, enjoy life, and then it just yes. happens. But live it to the fullest until the very end and do everything that's in your power to to get there. Yes. Yeah, and that's what's so exciting about what you've invented is the idea that it's just really makes it possible in a way that people at any age and those that are aging can um, benefit from all this amazing technology that's going on. It's not sort of going by us, but rather it's actually becoming part of us and helping us get stronger. And that's just so exciting. The mindset that I think we have to change in, in health and fitness is when you interview people and, and you ask them, like, hey, what are you doing? And like, you know, what have you, oh, I tried 15 different things, right? So I tried this and this and that and the other. And at the end of the day, what's telling you that those are the 15 things that have not worked for me because otherwise you would have stuck with it. And that's interesting. So what are people sticking with? Like, for example, people that tell you I play golf, they play golf until the end of their life. Like they yes. die playing golf, right? It's a sustainable thing. It's, it's like, so it's an true. absolute, and like, you know, and there's even this like golf club. I don't know if you've seen it. That's the swingless golf club or whatsoever, right? Yeah. So like, which is, it has a cartridge and just like, poof, like, you know, but people want to stay active and want to stay around and, and, and want to do this until the end of your life. Now we have a modality and we have technology that as long as you get into the, my mother-in-law back in Poland, had hip replacement surgery just now. Six weeks later, her daughter-in-law and her, like they're getting into this stuff and they're using this again. And they're like mid-60s. And she just got a hip replacement. And that now they're getting stronger again. She's excited, sending selfies, like, you know, hey, I'm doing something and feels better about it. So the accessibility is just absolutely amazing. And we, for example, work with wounded warriors who like lost limbs and like once of a sudden can train like their lower body again or their glutes again. And like, you know, other things, sitting in a wheelchair, which is normally really, really, really difficult to train anything. Very nice gentleman, like, you know, he lost his hand, for example. He can't grab anything. Like, how are you going to grab a weight or whatever? Right. But he can still, like, work out his arm and shoulder now. It's like, so there are just so many use cases that we're just discovering it is literally giving people hope and ability to do these things again. And yeah, let's get as many people as possible uh, yeah. access to this. We're yes. so on your team. We are so on your team. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so excited that, that you're going to be with us at Gasparilla too, so that we can have everybody that we know in this circle trying it out. Yeah, I'm going to bring my team over and um, people are being able to like trial and test it like during yeah. the event. Yes, right. absolutely. Maybe one more thing is like there's a travel aspect which you don't have in basically general fitness tech because you can't travel with your kettlebells and you can't travel with right. your bike and you can't travel with your whatsoever. So when we first launched, we, for example, had a commercial airline pilot and it was during COVID. And like he was sitting like 15 hours on the way to, I think he was Dallas-Fort Worth to like Nirata in Tokyo, basically. And then he gets like escorted to his hotel room, stays there for two days and is in quarantine. What are you doing? So right. he was traveling with his catalyst suit, again, like three pounds in his carry-on. After like 
two, three months, like his colleagues was, what are you doing? Like, we are getting in worse shape. You're getting in better shape. Like what's happening here? <laughs> the fact that this really fits into your life, you don't have to adapt your life around that. So you don't have to wait until your personal trainer has time or until the gym opens or you need long periods of time. Or when we are traveling, like my wife, especially who's working out every day, she doesn't know what the hotel gym looks like, but she knows he has a catalyst, right? So it's like, it's, it's this absolute certainty that you have this and I can squeeze it in in the morning, even if I have like super busy conference days or so on and so forth. It is really a companion and a tool that you have always with you and you have your iOS device and three pounds and a carry on and, and that's all you need. Gosh, Bjorn. Well, thank you so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. Thank you so yes. much. This was a great conversation. It is such a great conversation and we can't wait yes. to do it again. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Bjorn. Looking forward to see you soon. Take care. Thank you for joining us on Health Gig. We loved having you with us. We hope you'll tune in again next week. In the meantime, be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast and follow us on healthgigpod.com. I'm Trisha. And I'm Doro. Be well. Have you ever done the Enneagram personality test? What's great about it is that it tells you how you are when you are stressed and also when you are thriving. Conscious Leadership Group has worked with well over a thousand leaders across all industries, including CEOs and top leaders of Fortune 200 companies, and they are looking forward to working with all of us at Gasparilla this year to help you with your testing and also to walk you through how to discover the secret of your personality and its dynamics with the ones you love. Call 877-764-1420 or visit the Gasparilla Inn website at the-gasparilla-in.com to register for this year's November experience.